listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Welcome to episode 34 of Cinemental. What's the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was. Your mother sit here with his cars. Would you like to leave a message? I see that she gets it. It was as if there were four razors cutting at the same time. Kill her, Mommy! Kill her! We'll tear your soul apart! I've seen the exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it! Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Movie Podcast that we can only hope you enjoy listening to as much as we enjoy making. My name is Stephen Hovicki, and as always, I'm here with my co-hosts, Hassan Godwin and Lathan Conger III. Today's guest is also our first to make a triumphant return. A storyteller from San Diego, California, living in Madison, Mississippi. He's an award-winning writer of comic book short stories and short films, but spends most days directing creatively as an ad man. James Ninnis, welcome back to Cinemental. Thank you. Uh, I don't know how I did it, but th- thank you for having me back. Uh, it's an honor. I have, I have a quick question. Yeah. Now. I have a really quick question. How is it that you have uh, uh, two favorite films of all time and, and two guilty pleasures? How did you, how did you manage is, to pull this, that this off? This was the, uh, the, the October edition. This was the, the <laughs> specific to this month. Hey, hey! This is if 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 every year was That's October, right. they, these would be your That's official. That's exactly. Okay. I got Sean, you. We want him to. I, have, I, we want him to have seven or eight. So just just pipe down. Yes. Over there, no. Right? I'm just. You just. I just want him to. I want him to set a precedent for everybody That's else. That's right. I just. You, you know, gotta give me parameters. Give everybody else a Changes talking point. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Right. What? Yep. <laughs> Their first repeat guest. So that's. That's a yes. special moment for everybody. Yeah, that's a milestone. That's, that's right. right. You'll never. No one else will ever achieve that milestone again. So this is you, wow. sir. Wow, you're setting the bar high for me now. I'm feeling great. <laughs> well, nah, you already, you already achieved it. You're no, good. That, you know what? Hey, it's going downhill brought, from you, here, guys. I'm just going to sign off. Thank you. <laughs> you you brought us crawl. So I mean, <laughs> really, it's yes. hard to get. <laughs> yes. And thank you so much. Yeah, man. we all remember how well that went. That was. <laughs> Oh, you should have been here last week, yeah. believe me. Oh, what, what is it? <laughs> that was my favorite What model. was the movie? Did you see me the movie? Uh, the movies were uh, Prince of Darkness. Okay, yeah. And uh, Maniac Cop. Okay, I've only heard of Maniac Cop. I have not seen Maniac okay. Cop. Okay. You can keep it that way. I can... <laughs> <laughs> See, I was about to say it's an interesting experience. You owe yourself the experience, but actually, James, I, I think you would. I, you I would also agree so with Latham. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh, but Prince of Darkness was, a, was uh, yeah, that was a that was a disagreement. A, I just edited that this morning. <laughs> oh, was there friction amongst you guys about uh, well, whether it was not really friction? Just I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, Late Lay did not like it. It it actually bottomed out lower than ghosts of mars in his uh in his whoa which is about ghosts from mars that's what that wall was i know about ghosts (laughs) of mars is this gonna become an ice cube conversation based on today are we gonna is this gonna get Uh oh you you guys know what happened today right ice cube yeah i heard about it i i I still believe in ice I (laughs) i haven't heard about it so I, did, I haven't Fair heard. Oh, man. I'm hoping it's Well, it's you know what? Out. Then we might as well get into news that gives us fits. Yeah, there you go. Oh, man. No, 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 no. 
Here we go. James, I'll let you have the floor. Uh, Ice Cube has decided that uh, he wants to negotiate with a political party, and apparently Trump and his team came to the table when the Democrats did not. So uh, Ice Cube is working with Trump to come up with some uh, plan. I didn't get into the details. I kind of got sick to my stomach, and I just posted the video, uh, arrest the president, and logged off of Twitter. Love it. I'm good with that summary. There is a, there, you know what, I'm, I'm not an optimist by any stretch of the imagination, um, but there is a very good, as according to all the metrics, a very good chance that there's not going to be a President Trump past January. Right, so right. I hope I'm right too. But I mean, what is Ice Cube's, what's, what's his goal there? What's you his, have to ask Ice, man. I really don't. He knows something we don't. <laughs> That's does. what's scaring me. He posted a video about <laughs> it and he came out and he, he so many people were mad at him. Actually, yeah. three trending topics today, like three of the ten trending Twitter topics today, were all about this situation. Uh, it was what's he? What's he? What's he? What's he want to work with? with on, on racial harmony? There was something. something it, like yeah, that? it was definitely racial based. Like it was something about uh, uh, the whether Democrat or Republican, nothing is going to go well for the black community. And again, I'm I'm grossly paraphrasing here. You should go read his own words, right? Um, but he he apparently approached or threw something down the Republicans bit and now they're talking. Yeah, they have to, they've got no choice. Their, their metrics in that parameter. I feel is, like someone on is underwater. Is like, look, we have Kanye and ice cube. Yeah. We won the election. It's, Even if right. we lose. All we need, all we need is rock him right. and we'll be, we'll get the trifecta <laughs> there. I mean, isn't oh, ice man. cubes like <laughs> career timeline, just a bunch of different sellouts at different years or am I wrong? Oh, you had to think about it. It's, it's, it's right. I don't. I, it's I wouldn't shaky. say sellout. Nah, it is. He's got different. He's well, got. What capacity is he sold out? I mean, okay. What? Where are we? Where are we putting his rap years? Along with, I don't know. Give me a bad comedy he was in. Uh, What's that got to do with selling just, out? Well, when you claim this level of. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna even attempt to define it. But whatever part of the neighborhood he is representing, and then he shifts, and then he shifts, and then he shifts. I mean, this one doesn't even make any sense unless he's being paid for it. You know, I mean, does he really believe there's a if if the Democrats and Republicans that neither are going to help the black community, but Trump is going to be separate from that and find a way to help them? Or I mean, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You haven't figured that out. Yet. Yeah, I, I, listen, I'm not saying it's the right decision by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, and I, I, I have not read the story, so I don't I can't speak to it specifically. I just I I, I think I think someone needs attention. I, 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 I think that's what it is. And I'm not talking about anybody on this panel. I think I think he just needs like <laughs> well, need, he needs a because you know what yeah, you know what? I thought about that as I was saying it and I was like, that could that could be construed as a response to what Latham has just said. So I just wanted to clarify. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think you just you know, when all, all the like like Kanye, Kanye's insane. Yeah. But obviously, yeah, but he has been he does, though. That, that I don't find yeah. anything that he has done to be outside of out his of, outside of consistency. Uh, right, right. He's been yeah. consistently out of his mind for a really long <laughs> He's time. Mentally ill. That's the problem with Kanye. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's literally got a chemical imbalance. Yeah, there's something which, seriously, which ex- seriously wrong. Like, I, I actually feel bad. I see people talking a lot of shit on Twitter. I actually kind of feel bad for Kanye. Uh, not bad in that I, 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 I have any pity for him. 
He makes those beds. Yeah, there's a lot of mentally ill people who are not billionaires who uh, who do not sure. who are not married to a Kardashian. You know, so they, he could get help. He just what? doesn't want the help. Yeah. That's the you know, um, and I'm not and I'm not dismissing it. You know, oh, it's a serious oh. ailment that he has, but you know. A lot of the problems he makes on his own, just like uh, Ice Cube did. Just and that's, uh, like I, that's yeah, where we are with yeah. that. <laughs> and everyone, by the way, you really should go listen to that video and watch it because I had a I had to paraphrase it in a rather gross way. I will um, now, but it is worth checking out. Yeah, yeah. A couple of a couple of things. Did anybody watch the Monster Hunter trailer? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I tried to find it, but I I, I, I so. kept getting like different Resident Evil ones, and I just couldn't tell the difference. So I just. I think I watched Resident <laughs> Evil 7. I'm not sure. Um, how was it? I've never played any of the games, so I can't I can't speak to its veracity as far as uh, being close to or being loyal to the gameplay. And really, I don't care because, you know, movies aren't video games and, and vice versa. So, you know, I love Mila Jovovich, uh, always have. And uh, if she wants to suit up in army gear and, and armor and giant weird psychotic weapons and go fight giant armored monsters, I'm down. I, I'm Can good. You just describe her, her whole career. Yeah, I mean, basically. Was <sighs> well, that was evil. Is fifth element, and uh, you know, look what she did to the the the, the graploids in uh, in <laughs> Fifth Element. You know. The, the Mangaloids? You mean the Mangaloids? Mangaloids? I don't know. I can't. Aren't the Greploids the things from Tremors? Probably. Graboids. Graboids. Yeah. See, even that isn't right. What was that one drama she did with uh, Edward Norton and uh, or uh, not Edward Norton? Uh, she did a drama like in the middle of all these action films. But the one with Robert De Niro, yeah. the the forty five caliber or yeah, something like, like that. It's called Stone. 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 That was it. Yeah. Stone. I didn't ah, see it's, it. It's oh, it's decent, but it shows she can act. It's just. Well, Latham Latham said something was decent. That's got to well, be something. I mean, That's got to be top ten. No, no, right? no, it's a two, two <laughs> or three fourths. But uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, she can act. She can act, and she keeps you know covering up her acting yeah. with special effects. And I mean, if you like doing it, that's yeah. fine. But you yeah. know. I mean, listen. She's gonna she's gonna keep doing the films her husband directs, and oh, yeah. you know that's what it comes down to. See, Mila doesn't so. bother me in the slightest. It's it's Paul W. He made Event Horizon, which is still a very high standard in horror for me. And I just everything since man has really been hard for me, like because <laughs> I saw so much potential in that one, and I thought, dude, this guy, this guy oh, gets and, it. Who's the director? And I, and I know the. <laughs> Paul W. S. Anderson, and he helped. He wrote uh, Pandorum, which we're going to discuss tonight, right? Or uh, no, he was a producer, producer on Pandorum. He's a producer on. Yeah, yeah, but on. he did. I mean, he's done all of her movies. I mean, he did. Didn't he do that Robin Hood with her? Or no, Three Musketeers. Mm. Yeah, Three Musketeers. Three Musketeers. Yes. I mean, yep. it's just been. It's been. An, yeah, listen, I, listen. I objectively know that most of the Resident Evil movies are not good movies. I, I understand well, the first that. One, but I, the first one had potential. It did. The first one was Oh, yeah, bad. absolutely. Yeah. Which is what breaks my heart, it, because it's possible, but we just never get it. That's correct. Well, it's all getting a reboot now anyway, so it, yeah, we, can that's, start that's from, we can start How from scratch. How many were there? And, and Five? Six? I think there six. were six, because my eight-year-old daughter watched them all. Wow. I know oh. now. <laughs> And she loves them. And uh, she was the, literally the only one who got excited when she saw the monster hunt. Well, that, that's enough then for them to be made. So, 
that's great. Yeah, but she, she she was into it, and I I'm not gonna pop that balloon. I was like, yeah, babe, I'll take it. Great. Yeah. The uh, the story just hit the web uh, a little while ago that not not his next project, but his next next project because he literally just wrapped filming today on a film. But uh, so two films from now for clarity. Uh, Ridley Scott will be uh, teaming with Joaquin Phoenix for a film about Napoleon. Uh, I don't think those two are a good combo at all. Why is that? <laughs> Never mind. It's a bad joke. <laughs> wow. Uh, what, what am I Napoleon. missing? Napoleon. Wasn't he in? Be, who directed Gladiator? Ridley Scott. Scott. Wasn't he in that? Yes. Okay, never yes. mind. Go on. So he's saying he's, he's being facetious. It is a good idea. Gotcha. Gotcha. I missed. Um, I missed it. I apologize. So did I. Took so did I. Seconds. You can continue listening now. <laughs> More than that. More like a minute and a half. Um, so I love your editing. Absolutely. <laughs> that's what it's there for. Exactly. Without that, we'd be done. But that's all right. You don't listen to the show, so you don't know what I leave well, in and don't anyway. So that, that that's funny you mentioned that, but that's another story. Go on. Oh, okay. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, calls for the air cut are going out uh, loud oh and wide God. now. I know because I, I know I, I just I can't I can't. It's because people are like the Snyder cuts nearly here. It's time to start calling for the air cut. We don't we don't even know if the Snyder cuts good. So let's get another cut before we get the, <laughs> let, the cut and, that's and, not and, good and, yet. And here's the thing too. <laughs> so, here's the thing I don't get. So the Snyder cut is now no longer just a recut of a film. Okay, it's it's a whole other ninety million dollar film. Okay, so it's not it's reimagining of his own film. That that's what it is. He's going back. He's doing twenty or thirty million dollars in reshoots. So as he's going back and being able to yeah. create new material, this is not this is not a, a new this is not a Snyder cut. Okay, has this happened before? Like, it, can you think no. of another movie where it was? I've never known a situation like and this then before. It re it got redone, but like only partially, and then re. I mean, Star Wars. The closest thing I would no Star Wars. George Lucas re-releases when he did that. Yeah, absolutely. The, that's the closest absolutely. I can the think of. The closest thing I can think of are the two Exorcist prequels that Paul uh, Schrader did oh, and the other guy. And then okay. Schrader went back and released his cut. And there are two well, very I mean, different versions of the film. But those those are actual cuts. I mean, that you, I've seen that. Like yeah. the Daredevil and the... The uh, Daredevil did the cut. Um, what's what's the, the Ridley Scott movie that has 15... 15- Hundred cuts with Harrison Ford. Blade Runner. Blade Runner. There's Blade. also um, Payback. Yes. With uh, with uh, Mel Gibson. Yeah. Another version of that that had an original. Yeah, it had original release with the director that replaced the original director. Oh, I didn't know that existed. Um, huh. I didn't know. That. And the and the and the original cut of Payback is is at com- is exactly identical to a point maybe. All right, so here here's the story. Brian Helgeland's there cut. It is. Now 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 we'll get Brian we'll Helgeland's cut was significantly <laughs> changed by producer star Mel Gibson before release and was 15 minutes shorter than the final version. Some of the differences mm-hmm. to Gibson's highly publicized reshoot version of the film that was released into theater. No voiceover of Porter. The two versions of the film begin to change greatly after Porter confronts Fairfax, James Coburn. The dialogue is different, and the outcome of the scene has changed. Bronson, the outfit boss, is played by Sally Kellerman rather than Chris Christopherson. Yeah, now you're giving away spoilers. Whatever. (laughs) 
if anybody wants to go see it, like now you're oh, all right. Yes. All right. This is what I was trying to avoid. This is a 21 year old movie. All right. All anyway, right. it's clearly the whole last act is terrific. You're correct. But I, I had never heard this before. I never knew this existed. I want to go find this now. I, I own it. I have it on, on DVD I go somewhere. And, uh, I'm going to go hunt that down because I like wilderness. that movie. I mean, I, I mean, it's a Porter story all over again. It's the old Parker story all over again. It's, you know, it's been done point yeah. blank and, you know, the, with, with, uh, with Lee Marvin. And, you know, that's, I think that's probably the first version. Don't forget Darwin, man. Right, DVD, right, of course. On the DVD, they have the, the right, who's a writer who, uh, who wrote the, the Parker stories? Donald Westlake. Um, uh, Donald Westlake. He said, they asked him in the interview, uh, you know what was the hardest part about writing those stories, and he said, uh, and I'll never forget it. He said, "Coming up with a better phrase than Parker parked the car." <laughs> <laughs> he said he just couldn't. Have, he, he said it comes up more than you right. actually would think, <laughs> and it's it just. <laughs> and he said, "I've never found a better way of of saying that." That's good. Wasn't there a prequel <laughs> to that movie too? Well, there's a bunch of stories involving that character, yeah, so there have yeah. been some stuff that's been done with a lot of different actors playing that character. But they're they're not all necessarily and even in, but, but you never know because they always exactly change they're, name, none of them, they're not connected. You just have to go back and look at like where the stories came from, and if they came from kind of the Westlake pool, then you know that involves that it can it could involve that character. There's probably online somebody's probably put it all together. I mean, you probably go to the Wikipedia page yeah. and probably tell you all the different Westlake variations that are have been turned into films. I think Haley. And there jo- goes the rest of our evening after this That's right. Haley, yes, it's over. Haley Joe Osment <laughs> was in the prequel, I think. Oh man! It was called um, "Pay It Forward." It's it's not even midnight <laughs> no. here yet. No, we we have become a platform for Latham stand-up, Hassan. You don't understand. <laughs> I, what what I really enjoyed is you taking my joke and sidetracking for a minute and a half, thinking I was serious. That was that's just, that is that is his quest now to derail the show. Yeah, apparently so. Just a circus train, and the elephants are leaning too far to one side, my friend. Latham, I respect him, man. You test that material on the show. You, Thank you, James. You, I hope you're our third first guest. <laughs> Camera does not approve. Oh, camera. Okay. <laughs> camera always approves. Yeah, no, usually. Usually, but tonight, tonight not it's so different. much. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and and the announcement came out of Gal Gadot, you know, announcing that she was going to do Cleo, a new version of Cleopatra with uh, Patty Jenkins, uh, and was instantly apparently derided for being an Israeli woman playing a egyptian or greek character whatever and i said they're like well wait didn't she play a greek character now that she's really renowned for what being wonder woman kind of greek and what is the only way to respond to that if you're gal gadot uh go fuck yourself you let rosario dawson do yeah. it uh, <laughs> yeah i mean you guys were cool with that but for yeah, me yeah, it's right. not i'm cl- i'm literally geographically yeah close yeah i by like an ocean but no Okay. Yeah, I, 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 don't, cool. I, don't, I don't understand that. She wants to play Cleopatra, go for it. I mean... Well, she is. That's right. the thing. I mean, she's going to, and any amount of internet chatter is going to Exactly. Take, so. And it's going to be... That's, that's yeah. what she should do. That and my, uh, my last little bit is I, I finished Haunting a Bly Manor in a day and a half, oh. and I'm all the better for it. Yeah, I'm only two in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If okay. you, if you, okay. if you enjoyed... Haunting of Hill House. Loved Hill House. Okay. Loved so Hill I'll House. tell you two things. One, 
it's not yeah, cool. as I know I know it's not as directly scary. Okay. Okay. It still it maintains the same tone going through the show. Okay. Uh, the story itself much more dense. Interesting. Okay. All right. And my only, I won't even go into the one until I'll wait till Latham's finished watching it before we actually discuss it deeper. But um, I do have one. I have the, I have the same exact complaint about it that I had about the haunting of Hill house. That's my, I have my only complaint is the exact same one I had for haunting of Hill house. You know what I should have done. I should have done Dr. Sleep and uh, hush. We should have had a Flanagan. Oh. Night. Uh, that would have been good. Yeah. Next time. That that have been the third one, and and that's a quality film and a mediocre film. So that would have been that would have worked out well. And then don't forget Gerald's game. Gerald, well Gerald's game's great. That's not a mediocre film. That's a great. That's a great adaptation. Flanagan is Flanagan's on a fucking roll, man. He is. He he, nothing he touches is bad to me. It's at the very least entertaining. I I really enjoy it, and I like that every time I hear him talk, he seems like a decent human. Yeah. Yep. That makes me like him even more. Yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. But um yeah, Haunting of Bly Manor. If you and if you if you watched and enjoyed Haunting of Hill House, there's absolutely no reason you will not enjoy nine more episodes sort of in that universe. Um yeah. it's 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 solid and it's in no way I mean it's it gets it gets pretty fucking deep into some uh a lot of he actually does an amazing job of bringing a lot of current event kind of stuff into the story without making it feel like he is, you know, he's a re- he's a really good, he's really good at getting stuff into the story without feeling like he's forcing it, you know, but, and yet, and yet he gets it in and intertwines everything. And uh, yeah, I'm, I was, I was really happy with it. So it's nine episodes or 10. It's nine. It's, it's definitely, it's, it's, well, it's nine or eight. I think it's nine. It's nine. Okay. You know, the, the, the penultimate episode just essentially gives you, I don't, it doesn't give you answers, but it, it gives you a lot of uh, just a, just a fucking huge info dump. And, you know, yeah. and so then you go into the ninth episode and you're like, what? Here we go. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's really, really well done. Another win from Mike Flanagan. Yeah, good. As we move through the month of October uh, and Scaramental, James's feature film choice is It Follows. I used to daydream about being old enough to go on dates. I had this image of myself holding hands with a really cute guy driving along some pretty road. Jay, you awake? What are you doing? You're not going to believe me, and I need you to remember what I'm saying. This thing, it's going to follow you. Somebody gave it to me, and I passed it to you. What exactly is supposed to be following you? I don't know. It could look like someone you know, or it could be a stranger in a crowd. Whatever helps it get close to you. Wherever you are, it's somewhere walking straight for you. From 2015, directed by David Robert Mitchell, with a running time of 100 minutes. A teenage girl sleeps with a boy and inadvertently contracts a curse, which allows a shadow being to stalk you forever until you can pass the curse along to someone else. James? 
why it follows. My, my, my favorite horror movies are the ones that do not try to explain themselves all the way. And, uh, you know, I think of like Halloween. I think that in the last 10 years, that's become a real crutch for a lot of horror movies is they have to give us every detail and they unscary the villain. I don't think it follows as a perfect movie. As a matter of fact, I think it's flawed in a lot of beautiful ways. Having said that, I was floored that they gave us a villain and they didn't give zero, they gave zero fucks about you knowing where it came from, how it got started, what its rules were. They didn't give a shit about you knowing any of that. They, bet, they set up rules and they broke them. I really loved that. And in an era where, where everything is given away and there's no mystery left and so there's no fear left, I found that utterly refreshing. And um, because of that, it kind of made an impact. Uh, so that's why we're discussing It Follows. Yeah, I, I hadn't seen this movie since it came out. I kind of kicked myself in the shin after I got done watching it this afternoon because uh, I had forgotten for just that reason uh, how good this movie was. And it's funny because I had put this off till the end of the week, till right before the show, just because it was in a similar situation to a film uh, that we did a few weeks back where I was, I kept putting it off and kept putting it off uh, just because the experience I remembered of seeing it originally, not that it wasn't good, but it was one of those things where I didn't really remember whether or not I liked it enough to want to view it again. And after watching this again, five years later, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. This, uh, uh, this movie is, in its ambiguity, near perfection. It's, it, it delivers everything it should, a horror movie should. And like you said, it, it doesn't care whether or not you know where this thing comes from, why it's doing what it's doing, who started it. It doesn't, because it doesn't matter. None of it matters to what we're dealing with right now. And that's, I think that's one of the best parts about this movie. I love uh, that. I read a great, a great bit. Quentin Tarantino loved this movie, but he said this movie was one of those movies you watch as a filmmaker and it makes you so angry because it's so good. And then it slowly begins to break its own rules in front of you. And you get angry because it's, it doesn't, it doesn't even realize how good it is when it's not staying true to itself. Right. And even though that's true, even though it does, it does start to, you know, it gives you some rules about itself and then starts to change things up a little bit. And, you know, it starts doing things that don't make sense. It's only, only upon reviewing, do you really get that and really, and really look at it that deeply. I, I still watch this movie. And even though the things I knew when I saw them that were clearly going against the grain of, of what this thing was supposedly doing and it's, it's modus operandi, I, I still, I still thought it was. Uh, they were still cool as shit. Yeah. I loved the fact that so much of this film was shot in wide angle in these slow rotating pans. Yeah, why like it voyeur. follows? <laughs> it was all like a, like a voyeur was watching. It was giving yeah. you this, v and and it was also making you feel like you were like a small part in a in a much larger space. Yep. You know, it made you feel like you weren't. You know, you had broom around you, but it didn't really matter because the dread was still there. So, you know, in a way, like Halloween was one of the first horror films to really make you scared in the daylight, you know, and really give you like 
chills and like fear in broad daylight in the middle of the afternoon. You know, this film sort of builds on that a little bit. This is actually, it's funny watching this movie. And I know that he, 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 uh, Liz Carpenter is a huge influence on his work. There is a lot of stuff in this film that fears feels very Carpenter-esque. Oh, it's, it's, he didn't have to say it. I mean, he, the soundtrack, no, yeah. the style, even the shape, like, I mean, it is very much an homage to Carpenter. So apparently the director claims that the concept for the story comes from a recurring dream he used to have as a child of being chased by something he couldn't define in his dream, hmm. but that would just follow him around, but would never catch him, hmm. but would just always be, it would always be behind him, it would always be following him. So that's where the core of it became. And it wasn't until later that he added the, the, sexual, uh, the sexual aspect into the story to kind of bind the two and, and really build it out. The purposeful vagary of, of all of time, as far as the year in which it takes place, oh my God. there's old cars, there's new cars, there's technology that doesn't even the exist Kindle, now. The Kindle makeup case thing? What? Oh, the, 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 the shell phone? What is that? No, right. The box exactly. TVs, the cars, the furniture. I don't know when this happens. T the times when people are outside in swimsuits and not shivering, but then two scenes later, someone will be out in a coat and perfectly comfortable. And what's with and, all the pools? And a lot of pools. There's so much in know? the pool. And so, and I mean, but, and it, it was especially at the beginning of the film, after not before she goes out and, and with the guy and the, the main thing takes place, there's a scene with the two sisters walking down the street, uh, walking toward the house. And they're, it's just a conversation they're having and the camera's backing up. And then all of a sudden the camera pans around and it shows you the neighbor boy, Greg, across the street, washing his car and pans are back around to their house and before coming around back to them. It was in that moment. And this film was all shot in Michigan. Uh, so not tremendously far from where, uh, you know, I grew up in, in suburbs of Chicago. I felt an immediate connection to the location and where everything was taking place. And I just, I felt this, this, I know it's weird, but I felt this incredible level of connection and comfort with the setting of where this film was happening. And I just felt immediately immersed in Wherever, I mean, like nothing felt out of place. It felt completely natural. Which is wild because it, it, it highlights the ruins of the city so yes. effectively. I mean, there are entire shots where it's more just towards the end, but yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but, uh, you know, of course, that immediately gets jarred as soon as that guy chloroforms the girl. But, you know, what, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> I, I, I'm not even sure where, where to go from that. I, I th This movie was. I don't want to say that it was super unique because it's, it's got a lot of the standard horror movie stuff in it, but I still feel like it still felt, it felt new because those same tropes were handled in a way that didn't seem common. Do you know, you, have you heard the saying uh, when you talk about like family photographs that it's the moments between the photographs that make a family stronger? Yes. This movie, there's like two deaths. Yeah. There's, there's two deaths in the entire, it's a horror movie. The first death happens in the first like 30 seconds. And the other one happens almost at the end. The horror, it's, it's barely horror. It's just tension that's always at like nine. Right. And I thought that living there for the entire movie, I mean, it's, it's basically the two photographs, the two death scenes, it's all the space in between. It's just the dread. <laughs> and that's an interesting choice instead of going body count. Um, 
Right. Especially right. when you're dropping all these, these fun little nuggets with like the picture of the dad at the beginning. Are they going to pick up on that at the end? There's all the yep. books she's reading. Dostoevsky's idiot. Uh, the, the poem, I think it's T.S. Eliot. Uh, yep. uh, all of these different things they drop that are just, they're not even hints at the purpose. They're more accent marks. They, they, they emphasize something. Um, right. But it's a real bizarre movie in that way. Um, because the dread for me, I mean, I was constantly looking in the background, even on the second view. Yes, everywhere. Every time. Every single time. Even seemed. See, I wrote a list of all the people that I think it was. <laughs> and there are two I'm not sure about. Like, they might have yeah. just been people walking, but they were walking. You mean like the scene at the very end? Well, that's one. But then there's another one on campus. And here's what's crazy there's a girl far off in a white sweater. Okay. She starts walking towards the camera and then they cut. And then as they're getting in their car to leave the school, she's walking towards the car, but she's far enough away. It's the same girl in the white sweater, but she yep. is in no way yeah. centered or, or they don't call no attention to her. Is yep. that it? Or was yes. it just a girl? No, that, just, that, that was it. That's what I'm saying. I love that. It's yeah. like, where's Waldo for a scary right. ass monster? Right. Right, and I and I love that they kept bringing back people who they had shown you, like the girl <laughs> at the very beginning. Yes. They brought her back yeah. as it at one point. Um, obviously, dude. obviously the dad. Obviously, you know, then the 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 point with Greg's mom. And then you the know, random shit, being, like the guy with no face, the, the ten foot yeah. tall dude. Oh yeah, so, yeah. Who just was fuck. like, I'm gonna walk in this room now. Like <laughs> when he shows up behind the friend in the doorway and you're like, What yeah. the fuck? Well, it's yeah. like there's a friend in the doorway, so he's like, How am I gonna go around her? I'm gonna become the biggest character possible. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, just yeah. Why? It terrified me though, because it gets against that expectation. Even if it's nonsensical, it's effective for a jump. Yeah. it's 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 a really well done film i mean even i mean for for a simple a premise uh the execution is 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 everything in something like this and it's it's so well done i, I there's no part of this movie and there's so many quiet parts of this movie mm -hmm. in there and yet none of it feels you're never you're never sitting there going well this need this could be shorter they, they could they could move on from this it never felt long it never felt it's an hour and 40 minutes. It doesn't feel like that. It flies through it. Well, and it feels worth the time. Like, I don't, I never, yeah, I've yeah. seen it three times now, and not once have I turned it off and thought, uh, I could have done something else for the last two hours. Like, right. I got something right. out of it. I enjoyed it. Latham and Hassan, have either of you, had either of you not seen this? I, I'd already seen it. I've seen it three times as well. And Hassan, you hadn't? I hadn't seen it before. Hassan, let's start with you. No. Careful, Hassan. <laughs> Podcast contracts I'm are. I'm just kidding. Are very lightly tethered, <laughs> if you know what I mean. I just, uh, yeah, I know. I'm just saying. Me and Hassan rarely disagree. <laughs> we rarely agree. Bring it. So bring bring this suit. Last time I was on. <laughs> really? That might have been the only time. We annihilation. Agree. That's right. It was annihilation. You guys disagree. But I liked it better after talking That's about That's right. It. The talk made me like it better. In fact, I have a framed poster of it now. <laughs> Go ahead, Hassan. I'm sorry. I stole your lightning. <laughs> Just don't black cap me. Don't how am I, I going to compete Hassan. with that, man? How did... <laughs> what am I going to do about that? No, no. 
I look the premises. How's how's that not going to work? How's that premise not going to work? Especially, I mean, I don't know. I always say like, especially now. I mean, I don't think there's any time in human history where trying to find a face in a crowd that's actually trying to kill you is not going to be tremendously fucked up. You know, if you're doing that every day, all day, you know, looking for, you know, and then you become it becomes your entire world. Just like they, you know, they depicted uh, Jay. Just staring out windows, you know. She she adapted to that very quickly. Like I'm just I'm this is I'm I'm here. I'm at the window. I'm you know I'm on guard. And it you know I it did unfold very skillfully. So I I thought that was great. I'm not a I'm not a horror guy by any stretch of the imagination. But um, it did it did kind of define itself. Uh, see now the thing is you guys are you guys are impressed about it because it fucks its rules. That's my right. number one rule. It's like, no, do not tell me that this is how this works and then turn around and say, mm, it's it shipped for now. Now it doesn't <laughs> work. You know, gotcha. You know, I, I don't I don't appreciate that. I think I think the whole story falls apart in the third act when they try to kill the thing. You know, like they, they try to Ghostbuster, you know, uh, Rube Goldberg, the you know, the, the, this thing to death with uh, and trying to electrocute it in a pool. And it never works. Right. It doesn't work when the th- when when the thing when it turns the 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 tide on them and throws a, a any number of electrical appliances in the pool and it just doesn't work. So you know, yeah. I thought throwing the sheet over its head and shooting it in the head is was fantastic. You know, I I do. There's there are certain aspects about movies that I really like. I like that there there was no explanation given to why her friends absolutely ride or die you know <laughs> it's but it they were just absolutely like all right yeah but there's no parents anywhere no parents one guy's mom yeah game i i don't know i don't know if that's skilled or not you know i i don't know it's 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 a it's a it's 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 subjective whether that's a skill or whether that's a, a whether that's negligence but I, I did like the way the friends were like, okay, now we're going to get in this car. Okay, well, now we're going to, now we're at this cabin. Okay, now we're, you know, I mean, they, and none of them, they questioned her when she swore she saw something Initially. that they didn't see, right. but they still knew enough to run with her, you know? Well, they question it every time, they, except for the, the pool sequence. No, after the instant, after the instance on the beach, they stopped questioning. Yeah, the fucking thing threw the dude and, smashed the chair he smashed the chair on well no they were still questioning it because he said it was re- because the, 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 the friend had to re-emphasize it was real look at look at me you know and yeah and and Very like something threw Very me right. and i broke that chair over something so they were still questioning her towards to, right. all the way into th- act three but they were still on board that's what i'm saying i don't mind that they question the neighbor greg was the yes. one guy who was who wouldn't answer the question regarding what happened and the other people I think were on board at that point. Did nobody else shit their pants when it was oh, yeah. walking behind her and then you see the girl in the floaty? Oh, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. Like, like, because you see, you, you're like, oh, that's her friend. And you see the other friends there. You're like, yes, she's missing. So that is her. And then it goes, shows the water, yeah. her and the pink floaty go by. And I was <laughs> it's like, great editing. oh, fuck. And then her hair goes up. And then her <laughs> hair goes up. I, I almost shit myself. And, and real quick, the rule breaking thing, and I don't know. I think I think Hassan actually, whether this is purposeful or not, I can't. I don't know. I'm going to choose to believe it was intentional, but I might be giving the film too much credit. 
the only place we get rules is from the people who refuse to confront the problem. Don't let it touch you. These are the rules. And it's people who are running from it. When she finally faces it, those rules not turn out to not all be true. Right? True. Like the only, the people who are making up the rules are the people who don't know what they're facing because they won't face it. I would, I would give you that if, if her facing it yielded a different result than everybody else got, but it was the same outcome. They, they ended up not being able to defeat it. They ended up running from it again. And then they, oh, you up, don't think they killed it. It was behind them. Was it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> if they were convinced, okay. if they were convinced it didn't work, that the, that they didn't kill it, why is she sleeping with the other dude? She would never have slept with him unless she thought she killed it. She made that clear. And I, and she was like, I will not put you in danger. And, and then she. And I would around. swear when they showed the it. guy walking behind them at the very end that he turns his head and looks to the to the left. Which would not be happening he if he was like. it. Um, I like the ambiguity, but I'm just calling back to that scene. Go ahead, go ahead, Lightman. Uh, just to say, maybe he saw something he liked. I didn't see that, but the last the last scene and last shot is is worth discussing. But go ahead, James. You're... I, I like the ambiguity there, and I think it. I think it's. I'm okay with that. The the thing that makes me think they think they killed it, and that doesn't mean they did. Hassan, you might still very well be right. It might have yielded the same result. But she is very clearly, she cares about him. And she will not sleep with him. The scene before they try to kill him. That's right. And then they do sleep together, which in my mind suggests she at least, maybe not him, but she at least thinks it's over. How did they kill it? Uh, he shot it a bunch of times in the pool filled with the blood. She thought Right. It was How is that different than shooting her in the neck in the, at, the, at the cabin and it just That's getting back point. up? Not- Much more blood. That's only if you think it's That's all I got. I'm not saying you're wrong. All I'm saying is when they shot in the neck, it was a little bit of blood. And when she sees the blood in the pool, it is. Gentlemen, right. I'm done with this conversation. <laughs> Hassan, that's a good that's a good point, but And we've been added. But you you've been black hatted. <laughs> it black hatted. Look, I I'm specific about stuff like this. That okay. that 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 destroys my immersiveness in it, you know? I do like the ambiguity. I don't mind that. My one of my favorite 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 um oof, now it's getting nerdy. Um one of my favorite movies is Highlander. One of the things I hated the most about the sequel is that they endeavored to explain why the immortals were immortal. Never we're, saw those. We're in Never the okay. Oh boy. It's it doesn't it doesn't matter but but in the in the sequel in the in the first movie they're immortal, and um, right, and uh, Christopher Lambert asks asks uh, Sean Connery, how did all this happen? And Sean Connery says, and this is one of the greatest explanations ever given. So why does the sun come up? You know, what are stars? Because it was in, in the fifteen hundreds, <laughs> so they didn't even yeah. know what stars were. But you know, <laughs> but I mean that's a great answer. To like, I don't know. We don't know. This is just this just is what it is, right? right. And then in the sequel, of course, they're like, let's explain what they are. They're for, they're yes. aliens, you know. And it's like you, you turds. Which they dropped that lot. They they dropped that storyline when they went to the TV show. They did. <laughs> they because this, this, is, this is horrible. Because <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> yeah, it's just, this is horrible. Let's get rid of it. You know, who wrote this? That's my son. All right, fire your son and uh, let's let's get on <laughs> with it. Was it really? No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Um, 
So I don't mind ambiguity. I don't need you to tell me anything. But if you're going to tell me you're going to be ambiguous, then stay ambiguous. If you're going to if you're going to decide that we're no longer going to be ambiguous or we're going to we're going to hang a lantern on like exactly what this is, then that revelation has to come with some kind of some kind of alteration. It's like the ring. If you watch the ring, there's no explanation as to how this all happened or whatever. There's explanation as into the background of who Samara is, but there's no explanation as to how she, who, who recorded the videotape or how she distributes it and how she knows. There's none of that. It's not necessary. There is, there's an entire sequence where they, they just, just like uh, it follows, they go through the motions of trying to deal with the situation. They think that they have, they've resolved the situation and it turns out that they didn't resolve it. Right. But in the, in their attempts to elaborate on exactly what's going on, they come to the wrong conclusion. So that allows it to, to continue to maintain its own. And then, and then in the process of coming to their own conclusion, they discover exactly what the rule is. What, what exactly was it that saved um, her, herself and her son from being killed. Okay. It, this, it follows, doesn't have to do it. But the problem is if it didn't flirt with, if it didn't do that third act, if it didn't flirt with resolution of we're going to get this resolved, you know, and then have this weird aside of them going into the bad part of town and talking about, oh, we're in the bad part of town. We don't know why we're not allowed to come to the bad part of town. It's Olympic pool. There's a lot of information that's given that's not, that's, that's not even a red herring. It's just superfluous information. And there are, there are also aspects of the story that didn't take advantage of the utter creepiness of something that just follows you around. Because I mean, at, at one point, and that's, that's just, that's just choice of, uh, of, of uh, positioning or, you know, choice of execution. And she's in the pool. She's like, it's in, you know, it's in the room. And that's, that kind of like, Oh, okay, here we go. You know, instead of like, Oh, there it is. Like, you know, like it, it, when the, the thing they did by the lake, they should have done that through the whole film where they just, there's no way they could be vigilant enough to keep their eye on everything, to know, you know, who's, who's a good guy and who's a villain. They, they kind of threw that aspect away very quickly. You know, she keys in on, without well on the campus, you see someone in a nighty. That's, that's, that's going to be fairly no obvious. That's fair. Grandma, um, grandma with her boob out. Yeah. That's, that's, she, she keys in on it, but, but she basically, by the way, that's another carpenter nod big time. The school looking out the window and the guys standing there. Yeah. That's a big one. Mm. Sorry, go ahead. It's it's just you know I mean it 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 was borderline perfectly horrific, but the thing is it it, it for me it killed its immersiveness by just you know like uh, uh, nobody does anything stupid in the film, which is great, as because it's a horror trope that the heroes have to be dumb in order to keep getting caught, so no one does anything except for the fucking neighbor who just. I was I just gonna say, I think Greg. Yeah, but, is but very that's not. <laughs> he could have answered his phone. Lack of belief. He was asleep. Lack of belief isn't stupid. You know, lack of belief in su- something supernatural isn't necessarily stupid. That's almost a standard reaction to things. Like, I don't believe in Merlin. Yeah, Merlin's gonna come and kill you, Hassan. Yeah, fuck you. Bullshit. Merlin is not coming to kill me. I would Actually, not believe that until Merlin showed up to kill me. That's that's not she necessary. Was stupid for not talking to him. Like when she cut him out. He came over to see her right before she died. And he's like, hey, okay, then she was stupid. Then you're proving my point. 
then you yeah, know. No, no, no. I'm agreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. I don't think it's stupid. I don't think any of them is stupid because I think the situation is so outlandish that there's no proper way to react to any of that. You know, the paranoia is there's no there's no way to contend with paranoia. Paranoia is a thing. It's real. It 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 can it will dest- it does destroy lives. It will destroy you, and it will destroy the people around you. Which is another metaphor, you know, that the the film, you know, uh, capitalizes on that. You know, there's a lot of collateral damage. Her friends get one of her friends get killed, and the other one gets shot. You know, and it's, you know, and I don't know how to explain that to police, but you know, whatever, it doesn't well, matter. New friend, anyway. Greg is a new friend. <laughs> but he 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 was yeah, a neighbor. neighbor. He knew them. Friend, yeah. He slept with her. They 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 they'd been together before. She wasn't. Think, he wasn't that new. She said yeah, it was they, easy. They slept together before that. First time too, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's so she. He's not. He's not all that new. He just was outside of their her, her inner circle. He was an outer circle right. friend. He said at one point, I wish I would have been nicer to you, right? Yeah, or something yeah. like that. But that means. Like, okay, that, I mean, whatever he is, he's acquaintance or neighbor, whatever the fuck. Oh, you're getting <laughs> caught up in the in the minutia. Uh, it doesn't matter. Okay, so so uh, I don't know. It's okay. It was okay, Marie. It fell apart. It, it couldn't. It, in my opinion. As, as great as it, all this stuff that it, it, it did, because I, and I can acknowledge, okay, that's, that's fucked up. That's, I said that a number of times. Okay, that's, you know, and not, not only that, but you're the only one that can see it. So your friends can't even help you spot for it, you know? Right. So you got to be, you got to be ever vigilant. You can, you can't even fall asleep because no one would know it's coming for you in your sleep. Okay. So right. I get it. It works. But the movie just kind of gives up on itself. You know, by trying to, you know, trying to MacGyver a way to kill it, you know, we're going to electrocute it. And, you know, and then the gag doesn't even work when, when, when the tides gets turned on them. Um, And and one of the director's defenses of that sequence was the fact that he said that that's, he put that sequence in there that way because he felt like that was something that a bunch of teenagers would Yep. would come up with that's something that it's a very scooby-doo style of way of executing or a way of trying to get this thing because they're like hey what you know what can we do hey wait a minute what if we what if we trick it into a pool and then try and electrocute it you know we'll we'll, we'll take all these appliances that you know your parents tell you don't use a hair dryer near the bathtub so clearly if you drop a hair dryer in the bathtub you're gonna die so well, the swimming pool is much bigger. Let's try 20 appliances, you know, let's try every electrical thing we have in the house. But uh, yeah, I think, but it, he, I think in movie language though, if they were, if you're going to do something like that and you were going to uh, uh, use a, a sequence like that to showcase the kind of, I don't know, uh, pro- provincial or rudimentary, rudimentary thinking of teenagers just or in their problem solving skills, you wouldn't be ambiguous as to what the plan is. And then, once and then start to slowly unfold it and then show that it didn't work because now it's like, okay, that's was a, what was, you know, the information was given for no reason. Okay. Okay. The, the friend, the friend comes up with the idea. So you're like, he's, he's been sidelined the entire, there's a, there's, there's a purposeful aside to show that he feels like he's been sidelined in this entire ordeal by the other guy. Right. And he's obviously jealous of that guy. There's a there's a there's a poignant sequence where they're in, she's in the hospital he's by her bedside and and the other kid is outside he's staring at them right which is, you know could re- be a red herring that he's going to do something stupid or just you know is information to showcase that he really has feelings for her as opposed to whatever so so he's been quiet the entire film uh, for the most part 
And every time something really happens, he's the only one who steps up to try to do something. At one point in the film, towards the end, he steps forward with an idea. I've got an idea. They don't elaborate on his idea. They, we, we go through this entire sequence to follow him into, the, into this place, into this Olympic-sized pool. And, they, and they, you know, they've got duffel bags and all kinds of stuff. Okay, something's going to happen. This guy's got an idea. He's going to do something. They, they lay all the stuff out, and the whole idea just doesn't work. Right. Which is fine that it doesn't work. Yeah. But then why so why were you why are you elaborating on this? Why did you why did you shroud this entire scheme in mystery just to have it not succeed? That's information. I think that's his point, Hassan. I think that's his point. But I I think that's part of it. Well, I'll save it. But for then it's but, I, I but, understand what you mean. I understand why it's bothersome to you that you get as a, as a person who's trying to who's who's looking at it for information okay you're telling me this for a reason when you get to a, when whenever writers get to a point and they just drop an angle it's it, it's it's it comes off to me as page filler this is just sequence filling because you didn't say anything to me with this entire sequence you didn't come up with an elaborate unless he did that for the whole film which i think he put a lot of that stuff in the film before it that's why i think it's justified but but I can see from your point of view that it's, it's annoying that there's no payoff for that big setup. That's what you're saying. There's no reason for it to happen. It's pointless, doesn't move the story forward. Right? It, it's, it's a promise of an evolution of story without any payoff of evolution of story. Right. It might as well have stopped at the beach house. Right. Because, of, because the same things happen, you know? Now you want okay. to showcase that kids are stupid and they come up with dumb ideas. But in order to justify that the the how elaborate that scene is, you would have had to ev- to evolve the story to another step. Or at least explain how the bullet worked this time when it didn't work the first time or the other two times, you know? Right. So was it touching her? Um, was it touching her when when he got shot the last time? I think so. Yeah, he was holding onto her in the pool. Right, onto her leg. Because that was the thing that was keeping her from going up. Was Yeah. And I don't, then they I don't know. I have looking. nothing to back up that that's why. I just, it's, I'm trying to think of what was different that time because I think you bring up a good point. Look, <clears> this, is, this, is, this is why I cannot enjoy horror movies because I, this, is, this is how... Too logical. It's not even that. It's, it's too critical. You know, I have too much of a critical... I, 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 I digest stories too critically. You know, it's like, okay, everything you're telling me, you're telling me this for a reason. I appreciate stories where I have to pay attention because everything I'm being told is going to, there's going to be a test on it later, right? <laughs> so whenever, whenever we get a, a movie where there's like, mm, don't worry about it, you know? Um, right. I, may, I may follow these rules and I may not, you know? <laughs> then... <laughs> I, it just it just kills my immersiveness you know i i acknowledge it's a terrifying there's a lot of terrifying shit in this movie and that may be fine if that's what you're looking for but i'm like well, why am i watching this movie like you know this is not the i don't even have this problem <laughs> when she comes out in high heels and and i was like i remember thinking to myself like why is this lady yeah running around in fucking high heels and this is in the, right op- in the opening that. right there's not even opening credits like it literally just right. starts and she comes running out of the house with high heels. She does that big awkward lap with her high heels. Yeah, right? yeah. Which, and the neighbor's I mean, like, "You're right," and she's like, "Yeah." Yeah. Well, I think it's her dad. 
I don't think that's well, no, when no, the one first, neighbor, oh, the, the one, one neighbor, neighbor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was like taking groceries out of her car. And I'm, I'm 99% sure she was staring at it, chasing her. And she kind of pulled yes. around, went yeah, inside. She's, yeah. trying to, she's trying to but angle around. When it. I saw her in the high heels, my immediately thought, my, my first thought was, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. She's wearing like, like gym shorts. She's and prepared like to heels. run. She's, she's prepared enough to run. And those are the shoes she grabbed, unless those are the best <laughs> shoes she had. You don't know why she's wearing high heels? I can't okay. explain that. I can't explain why she's wearing high heels. Uh, she's at home. That's her dad's house. So I'm assuming she has clothes, right? I think I know. But, but my point is that set me up for a, um, that I wasn't going to get it all, at least in my mind. That, that set the tone for me. Yeah. Um, that there might have been a reason. There might be a reason, and that might I just I missed it, and I'm okay with that. You're, but you're okay with yeah. not having that reason. There's nothing wrong 100%. with that. That's how that's how you digest. I don't. I can't. I I can watch it. You need the reason. Though. I've I've watched Roadhouse. There's no reason for ninety percent of that movie, and that's one of my favorite movies. I don't need there to be a reason. Patrick Swayze. But if is you're the gonna, answer. I'm sorry. Patrick Swayze is the answer. For no, no. I mean, no. No, no. Ben well, Gazzara. Why do you He's the one that does it for me. Ben Gazzara is the one that does it for me. If we're, we're going to talk that way, if we're going to be honest, if we're going to be honest, I got a Ben Gazzara thing. But uh, it's, it's, just, it's just one of those things. I, I would get terrified if there was just no way to stop this thing. Yeah. You know? That's why I didn't, that's why I'm kind of cool with the way it ended, with, with it just following them, that it's just going to go on and on and on. But, now, you know, everyone's like, well, Allegedly. no, that's not the thing. Uh, yeah. So okay. Then no. Then fuck it. You know. That's right, so, so, right, so let me ask you that. So, <laughs> so, so so let me ask you this question. So then, at fuck that that last shit. scene, if that person behind them isn't it, that makes it worse. Yeah. Okay. All right. Do you think no. she? Do you think she had sex with the two guys on the boat? The three, three that, that whole thing made no sense. Why is she going to go? I thought she was going to go to swim to be on the boat because then she could see the thing. She could, she could always see what's coming for her because <clears throat> the further out you go, the thing would have to walk on the seafloor to get to her, you know, or, right. or, or whatever. So I thought that that was going to be a whole thing. Or I thought she was going to come back and, oh, God, I got the pool. We could do something with my pool because they started the entire film out with her in the pool. With yeah. her, you know, swinging around while the, the boys were watching her from the from the bushes. Well, that's right? a whole other thing. Then, we got to talk about those boys at some point. But then they come back to the pool we and the pool's to. been trashed. Yeah. Why? How, drained. by the way? How? This is what I'm saying. Like, I'm right. like, what, what, what is this information? What, is, what the fuck is going on her here? Her safe space is gone, Hassan. <gasps> that's it. Fuck this story, right, Hassan? <laughs> fuck right. it. All right. Let, let, let's see what Latham has to say about this film. Oh, wow. I might have more to say about this movie than any movie we've ever done on here. But fortunately, Steve and uh, James said a lot of it already. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's good. So for movie, just like James said, for movie, there are, I love movies where I don't get all the information. I don't fully understand what's going on. But there's a dividing line. If the movie's done poorly, I don't care. And I end up not caring very early on. But if you do it well from the get-go, then I'm in and I'll stay with you. An example of this would be Mulholland Drive, which I don't fully understand at all, but it keeps my attention the whole way. I think this movie's even better than Mulholland Drive because it 
it, it, it could go one of two ways with how it's portrayed. It could go crazy, gory, over-the-top, nutso, or you can go minimalistic. And, and he chose to go minimalistic, and that's why this movie works. A lot of the information is not given to you. It's meant for you to interpret on your own as the story is going along uh, or going along. And like Hassan said, there's some stuff in there that you're like, why is the swimming pool suddenly empty? Why are they focusing on this, this guy getting pissed at the other guy for stealing the girl that he wants to screw just like the other guy does just these little moments while this, it is following everyone around. So, you know, you have this sense of dread the entire movie. And, you know, I think James said, you know, the dread in this movie is palpable. You just, you're always thinking about where is this thing at the current point in the story? You're trying to met out in your head, how far away did they drive and when is it going to show up? <laughs> and how long it'll take to get there. Yeah. Right. You re- I mean, that's what, that's what I was thinking for a lot of them. Like, okay, they're at the beach house now. That could be like 35 miles away. This thing's got a tall ass to get to the beach out. It's going to take like two days or whatever. Speed walking? Yeah, you're speed walking. The one guy walked a little faster than the other dude. That tall guy's not walking anywhere fast. I'll tell you right now. He's going to have to take a break at time. But besides that, I, I think what, what Hassan, what, what you don't like about this film is what I really like. I, I love the allegory here. I love trying to figure out what is the director trying to say with this story? And I'm going to give it my best shot here. First of all, this is a pop culture haven. I mean, like you said, there's just, what you call it, the shell phone, Steve? I mean, yes. <laughs> I mean that, just the fact that she's quoting and reading The Idiot by Dostoevsky, um, the poem, uh, uh, different things, different little pop culture things they're trying, I think, I mean, unless he's just randomly putting shit in there that he wants to, that, to me, those are all little clues of what he's trying to say. And, you know, Hassan, let me ask you this. Were you bothered by the fact that he broke the point of view rule of seeing the it at times? Like, at times, the audience, you saw it. At times, you didn't, depending on what was happening at the different time. Did that bother you? Or did you even notice that? No. Or not care? Um mostly it was her who was able to see it as long as they had a focal point that she was able to ever since you know ever since the she was tied to the chair in the in the uh, in the under the highway or whatever the hell that was in the beginning she was able to see it so as long as she was the one whose eyes we were looking through when when it was when it happened or it was in it somewhere in proximity to her coming towards her when it when it happened, then I didn't think that that was too much of a of a rule breaker, personally. Okay, so like on the beach, when when it, it grabs her hair, you're not seeing it; you're just seeing the effects of it. So that's at that point, we're still keeping in tune with the fact that only when we're, I don't know, uh, focusing on her in a scene, then we end up because it's not it's not just uh, her point of view where we're seeing it. We're seeing it anytime it comes close to her or the other guy in the warehouse or whatever. And that's when the audience sees it for the most part. We don't even see it in the swimming pool scene. We just see, we never, you never, well, that's not true. You no, do you see do it because you, you know it's her dad. 
it's her dad. dad. And that's why she says, I don't want to tell you. I don't want to tell you. Uh, I think she says, I don't want to tell you because she's scared or whatever. To her sister. Because yeah, her, her sister is who it is. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Right. So, uh, you know, okay. So aside from, let's say it's consistent, the whole movie. The allegorical part of this, I mean, throughout the movie, we're seeing these, there's little signs, not little, at first it's little signs, and then there's major signs of just decay. And he focuses on it. He focuses it on, focuses on when he, they leave their neighborhood and they go into the bad part of town, or even at other times when they're driving, he shows these dilapidated houses and neighborhoods that are just broken down and just, just, you know, they're, they're dying. They're, they're, they're in the, you know, their, their last form of existence. There's a shot of that, the food she's got on that chair in her room with the orange juice. And then there's a shot later of it where you see a little bit of mold, you know, occurring on the sandwich. I mean, it, there's all these little clues throughout the film that, I felt he's trying to say something about like decay and about, you know, sex and, and how everything just, if you, if you let it come forward, everything falls apart. And I, I Steve, did you look up anything on, on his, on his uh, explanations of this or no? I don't want to step on your toes. Wait, before you say that, can, uh, yeah, because yeah. I don't want to, I actually noticed it in her as well. And I think actually Hassan mentioned this, uh, you know, when, when she starts looking out the windows and she starts as like this very happy girl, excited to go on a date. And you see her decay morally alongside the visuals um, as a result of her, the, the trauma that she's suffered. Um, and it's, you know, at first she still won't make love to anybody. And then she gets so scared that she does make love to a guy that she's clearly not interested in just right. so that she's either a not alone or b not being the one hunted either way right. and then there's this guilt she feels so she gets even more reclusive right right and then if she does in fact go to those dudes on the boat to get another buffer then she doesn't know just to give herself more time to not be the target if that's what happens i mean it is a descent into moral decay rooted in fear and i thought it was really interesting that those signs of decay whether it's the houses or the food or whatever, become more prominent. I think Steve touched on that earlier. You see it more and more as the movie goes on, as we're watching her suffer. So when she finally does either, and this goes back to that ambiguity, conquer this creature or come to terms with it, um, and she's able to find joy with that boy again. And, and we're back to this bright, sunny neighborhood where they're walking down the street holding hands. I just wanted to, I also noticed it. I didn't put the word decay on it. And it actually, that word connects a lot of dots in my head. So I'm really glad you said that. Well, and, and so, and, and before I forget this too, you guys uh, both made the point, this is a, a big uh, nod to John Carpenter and how he directs it. I see in this film, all these shots that make me think he's a big fan of Robert Altman. All these shots where it's a slow zoom and then a pan and then he gets into the meat of the scene or it rotates and then goes over and you're in the scene. That's something that Altman does. And I felt at times like I was watching an Altman film because it was just these random little parts of vignettes that may have to do with the story or may not. And it just depends on where you're at in the timeline. And I then I started to think about, you know, 
what is he trying to say here? Let's let's assume he's got a main point and he's, you know, he's got all this. Uh, we we haven't talked about it either. The the score of this film is fantastic. I think it's just pitch perfect, but it fe- makes it feel like this film is, you know, with the technology and weird things, you don't know when it's taking place. But I found it more rooted in like the eighties. Uh, that that's sure. where, I mean, that's totally. that's how it feels to me. And I don't know. I just think. It feels like he's saying everything to do with sex ends up leading to something horrible or some kind of bad decision or some kind of moral decay or a regret or um, just this overpowering, relentless feeling of dread that you, you know, you just, everyone wants to just get to the next point they have sex. And then when they have sex, what are the results? And in this film, the results are you're dead, you pass on a disease, you are have passed on diseases someone else, you you you're gonna get someone it, else killed. It's an AIDS allegory. Well, yeah, I, and I read yeah, that. I too, saw sex that, as the weapon, not the the. I, I'm actually with Hassan here. I saw sex no, but I mean, no, I'm not disagreeing with with Latham. No, the uh, weapon thing makes sense. Yeah, too, for sure. Um, I'm sorry, Hassan. Good. No, no, you were you were talking. I jumped in. Uh, no, so I don't know. I feel, and again, obviously this is his movie and, and he did what he wanted. I feel like he he's trying to say like something about the relationship between how you, you know, I don't know if he grew up in suburbia, but I feel like he did. And there was a dividing line between suburbia and the, he grew up in Michigan, correct? I think the director did, right? I don't know if he grew up there. That's where he shot it. It's where he shot, I think he grew up there too. And it was Detroit, you know, you right? See that one shot of, of Eight Mile that Road. Area, yeah, talking, yeah. You know, talking about Eight Mile Road, and there's the good the good suburbs, and then the bad city or the bad neighborhoods. And it feels like he's just making this um, comparison that I don't know. I, I don't know how else to say it. It, it seems like he's just telling a, a a certain person or a group of people fuck you. Here's this awfulness that I gathered from when I was younger. And this is the best way I can convey it to you. And whatever happened in his youth or in his past just led him to, I mean, this movie, nothing good comes of, of sex in this film. I mean, it's, it's dirty. There's the woman walking, you know, the it, when it's in the, in the, uh, of the living room where it's just pissing all over the place oh. and half naked. I mean, it's, it's dirty. Everything is dirty and awful in regards to the transmission of this it in the movie. Did you get and, the, the impression that everybody who, who the, every form that the thing took was, was a victim of some kind of sexual depravity? Yeah, I mean, a- a- absolutely. That's my next point. I think. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's that's great. That's great intuition. The reason why the girl is running out of the the house in the high heels at the beginning, and now I didn't get this the first time, but the, watching it this time, knowing what I knowing what I knew, to me it seems like she's in the same position as as what the lead girl in the movie ends up being in. She's d- debating whether she wants to pass on the disease to someone else. And she's literally got high heels on because try, she's trying to sex herself up so she can go sleep with someone. And then the thing catches her at the wrong mm. moment. And now she's literally just caught 
okay. running in a circle, running away from the thing. And then she just relents and says, I'm not passing this on to anybody. I'm going to, I'm going to just let it kill me. And yeah, that's this, why she's, she's the bravest one in the, in the, in the film. That's a really yeah, interesting but the problem, but the problem is with the, is the fact that it just, it just works itself backwards. Well, right. And, and that's, and that, that is the, see, that's why I have a completely different interpretation of the ending. I don't, again, there's all this allegory of sex and, and, you know, I don't know where you want to draw the line on what's too much, but when the thing dies in the pool and there's all this red blood, red blood, red blood, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm a little looking too far into it, but I felt like that was almost like someone coming into their womanhood. Hmm. And that's, that was someone's period. That's, that's how I saw it. I mean, it, again, it Hassan, like Hassan said, it makes no sense. This swimming pool scene where they just end up doing whatever to it. And they shoot it a bunch of times. They kill it. They made, and they made a, there's a shot in there where you see it let go of her leg and she gets out of the pool. And then they make a point of showing you the wound on her from it grabbing her so hard. Okay. All I could think watching it this third time was that the curse is still happening. She sleeps with the nice kid. And now I think they both have it and they're walking down the street and they are not being followed. That person behind them, like Steve said, you said it looked off for a second, correct? Mm -hmm. Just a brief second. Yep. That's your cue that they are the ones now following and they're just walking hand in hand down the street. And that's, I, that's why I, I think it's just this indefinable allegory that you could somehow piece together, but you don't fully get, but it's enough for me to enjoy it as an original, as an original story. It's, it's funny. You bring up that the pool blood reminded you, and it wasn't until watching it the second time that I, that I picked up on that. And I'm, and I'm, I'm an idiot when it comes to picking up on hidden themes and films generally, but it made me think back to the, 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 the beginning of the film. And again, I think this is looking too deeply into it, but I mean, who knows with the appearance of all the blood in the pool. And like you said, it being someone's period. What if that was the relief after having sex in the car at the beginning and her not knowing about whether or not she may have been pregnant? I mean, that that's now you're getting into like eyes wide shut territory. That's that could certainly be and that's you know and it's never ever there's never anything made of the fact that you know she thinks she's pregnant or anything it's not even part of the story but i just feel like it's almost like it it almost bookends those two main events of the story in a very subliminal manner that that's another interpretation of it that after she had sex in the car the entire rest of the movie is her worry her worry over the fact that she's pregnant and then when she kills it in the pool and has her period, she's not pregnant. She right. knows she's not they have pregnant. The, they have the conversation at the at the at the movie theater about the little kid, and it's very yep. it's very more it's more connected to to Hugh slash Jeff's life, obviously, because he's being chased by this thing. But right. you know that's just that's just telling you this. That's just part of the story. You know that's the story that has to be part, there in order to make this story work. Right, and it's more about a 
uh, you know, to com compartmentalize it or, or, you know, compound all these ideas. It's just, it's all about the loss of, in the loss of innocence anyone has once they have sex for the first time and how there's all these feelings of that you're not a virgin anymore, that you're, um, that you may have slept with the wrong person for your first time, any, any bit of angst that can come for the first time you have sex. And, you know, I, for all the detail he puts in this film, there's, there's like little moments, like when uh, Greg, the neighbor is looking at the one friend, she's up on the cupboard and he can, you know, her legs yes. are out and he's staring at her and it's the scene's innocuous. It doesn't, it, 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 it doesn't really, he's not really a, a bad dude. He's just, he's like, Hey, there's some nice, he, nice games. Fun. Yeah. He's and, and that, but they show it. Yeah. They show that. And that girl, that that's one of the, strangest characters in the film because she's very rarely focused on but when she is it's always some with her reading the idiot or quoting something or right making a comment or she's floating in the ocean i mean there's no way that's just like oh we got to get her in the film let's get her a few shots of her here and there and you know when she when she drowns the bug in the pool when the bug is crawling on her and she puts her finger below the water uh the blades of grass on her leg um, I mean, just, it, it's, it's almost too much to take in, certainly from watching it once, but that's why I love this film. It's watching it a second and a third time. It made me just appreciate the detail he put in it. And for a minimalistic film, there's a lot of how it's shot and how the story is told. There's a lot of detail there and a lot to ingest. And I, I, I don't know, that's, that's one thing, you know, we, we didn't even talk about the, the wheelchair shots in the warehouse, I mean, that's just, that's really difficult to do well. And it's, it's, it's done perfectly shakily well. And the dread there, I think is one of the, the highest in the film when you're like, what the fuck is going on here? And, oh, we're going to take this from this shaky point of view to make it even harder to take. Um, I, I, you know, I like this. I, I love this movie. I think it's, I think it's a, unique horror film and that's hard to do after how many horror films have come out since ever since uh, time immemorial yeah. <clears throat> you know because one of the things i read uh, i read about about like you said about the blades of grass on the leg uh and the he, somebody somebody pointed out that there are all these references visual cues to things that are are mostly sort of associated with being a teenager. So there's a whole thing in here with like the blades on the grass mimicking like the lines you might see on someone who's a cutter. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. There's a, that the same person pointed out that when they show the tray full of food, when she, when she first is that next day after all this happens to her and they show the tray full of food there and it goes back to it again and none of the food has been touched. But the pill that was on the napkin is gone. Yep. So and she clearly took the pill, you yep. know, whatever it was. You know, there's just a lot of things, you know, pointing at the trials and tribulations of being a teenager. And I wonder if at some level he just threw all this stuff in there to see how many different directions people would try and put things together or how many different ways people would put things together. But he didn't actually mean to put stuff in here, you know, listen, at the end of the day, it's like, it's like the old thing when it comes to, you know, when it comes to 
uh, research or if you're if you're if you're trying to discover the the you discovering clues to tie to something once you have once you have the end you can re you can connect all the different things back to it in some manner because you have the way there already you can find ways to connect everything so I think a lot of times people will will put stuff onto films and onto stories after the fact that maybe the director or the writer or the creator didn't necessarily mean to to put onto them, but that people one. will find a way to to attach them to it. It's called prescriptive analysis. You 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 have your own conclusions, and then you and you put all the facts together to fit your conclusion yeah, it's, conf it's confirmation bias i mean it's, that too it's, same that's thing that's how conspiracy that's how conspiracies are are formed so okay that's why you have to preface what you're saying in regards to the director you have to did the director have a point of this story it's fun to guess what he was trying to say but you may be completely wrong it might be your own interpretation of it but that again that's a fun part right of art as well so yeah i mean i don't i don't usually get mixed up in that because i'm i can't know you know i can never know exactly what what these guys had in mind they could have they could have had something completely different in mind i've written stories where i know exactly what i had in mind and someone else read it and you had got something completely different and i'm like yeah, yeah i'm a genius i, I didn't i didn't <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know um so i mean i i know that i i know the difference i don't really i don't it's not that i don't subscribe to it because it's all valid anybody's interpretation of a story is valid. It's just, I don't get into the weeds of that because I just don't know. There's no way to know. So all I, the only, the only thing I can go on is my reaction to it. Like, you know, right. what, it, what I that interpreted from, from the information that I was given. Um, and the only, the, the only issue I have with this story in and of itself is it contradicts itself in the information that it gives. So okay. now, uh, what's what was kind of missed from my from my treading of it, my roasting of it, was that I actually enjoyed it. My my statement wasn't it would have been good if this happened. I literally think if Act Three was was as solid as Act One, it would have been perfect. It was bordering on a perfect film. There are certain there are certain things that the that are in there that don't need to be. And I'm just learning this in, in, in my writing. There's a, there's a lot of times like it, it's, it's like a, it's a switch that goes off where you realize, wow, I've spent, I don't know, six months trying to write a sequence that shouldn't be in the story at all. That's the whole reason I'm having difficulty <laughs> with the sequence, you know? And it's, I mean, it just, it, it's just a thing. So I'm, I'm really sensitive to that right now, which is why, like looking at it, it's like why did you show me the clip of the of the swimming pool drained? Why did you like are you trying to say that this was another incident with the thing and the thing destroyed the pool and then she ran away from it or you know? There's something with the water in the film. There's some kind of link between all the different scenes with water. Everybody I, was I leaking water or died by water or <laughs> pissing water or something. You know, like there's always something happening with water mm -hmm. and and everybody is always naked. You know, everybody's always in some kind of, you know, form. Oh, that's of, a way to get I'm, the gratuitous nudity in. Yeah, but, okay. yeah, but it's male and male and female. Supposedly. No, I thought it was like a safe space or, or something to a safe space. I, I, I thought that too. <laughs> yeah. Really, truly. I mean, when she's by the water. But I mean, everybody who 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 uh, attacked her was some kind of water allegory. You know, there was some. One of them was peeing. Literally, one when, when they attacked. I mean, there was. 100%. There's, what about there's the old man on the roof. Well, he was going to jump in the water. He was naked. 
Maybe that's who broke the pool. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That and why did the, the guy pool, walk to the pool. roof? She wasn't on the roof. I was trying to get in the house through the chimney. And the door was locked. Now they left. It was exactly Santa Claus. No, right. the door. Remember, she had the chair on the door. This movie was, you know, uh, this movie was shot for a $1.3 million. I mean, that's fantastic. Good for him. Um, one, the, Steve, two, one other thing before you run through facts, too, is um, uh, to James's point, how, you know, the sense of dread in the film, it's, you know, after like the first 10 minutes or after you find out what's going on, you're always looking in the background yeah. for the itch and where it's walking around, if it's coming or anything. I would. The only thing I would have done to improve this is I would have loved a full-on one-take shot of something way in the background, slowly <laughs> coming, slowly coming, not with any pans or rotating, just stationary, and you see it way back there, and it comes and comes and comes, and somehow got that done. I thought he was going to do that at some point, and he didn't. Mm. But, uh, I, I, I mean – what he did was good enough. I just, I, I thought like that the, would have been really cool. If he did that. There was a, there was an old video, old, old. It's like, Oh my God, it's gotta be almost 20 years old on, on, and it was before YouTube. It was before anything. It was just one of those videos you find online. And it was like a, a mock game show called kicked in the nuts. And it would just be <laughs> like every, 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 the, every sequence would start with like some kind of tranquil, like, you know, husband and wife, like, you know, do you ever, do you ever wake up in the morning and things just don't go right? You know, whatever. And in the middle of this, the guy spiel, this guy dressed like a clown would show up and kick the guy in the nuts. And he said, and it, his, his shtick would be, you just got kicked in the nuts. And then, and then he'd say, look, look, there's a camera there. And it would be like candy camera. There was one episode oh. where there was a beach Someone was on the beach playing, uh, playing with a beach ball, and it was a huge wide shot. And the person on the beach was that small, and all the way on the other side of the beach, you see the clown. And he's running, and it 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 stays <laughs> with him as he runs all the way up to the guy and kicks he the, kicks guy, in the, the guy in the nuts. And so that's, every time every time I think about those long track shots of someone, of, you know, of that buildup, I always think of that. And I, oh, you'll never find it now. I would never be able to find yeah. it online now. Can I ask one question, Steve, before you go into the facts? Just yeah. Now? Do we think that the guy that gave it to Jay gave it to the girl that died at the beginning? Seems like it because doesn't because I didn't put that together because he does mention so, if it if it if it kills you it'll just come after me right again that's right. one of the rules he gives it right you know but they also mess with the passage of time in this movie like when they get to yeah. the beach yep. house right it was like they right. were there for like an hour but apparently it was days because the thing walked. But I was just curious what you guys thought. I don't have an opinion on this. I didn't make that connection. No, I, I thought that. it was just another. I thought it was just giving you an instance of this is this is the this is the end game. So that later on, when you find out what the the front side looked like, yeah, you know what the end game is. Build, there's only the one it though. But he knew a lot about it, you know. Sure. So it seems well, clearly, like he yeah, was try, trying to get rid of it for a long time, right? Well, he does. He passes it on, then people... And I think that's... The, you could, and then they, it collapses back down to him. There's only one it. So was right? there something yeah. about her but you, that he no, thought you that can, she was you, a better shot than the one before? You can argue that the whole reason he elaborated on the, the, the situation with her is because he had done it a bunch of times and left it to chance, and it doesn't work. So he actually gave her a fighting chance By to, to survive it. To it. Right. Yeah. But he did it for him. It was all for selfish, you know. Well, self, of course, yeah, of course. It, you know, he so wants like, her to survive so that he doesn't have to worry about it. 
But yeah. why would he think it would work with her when she, I mean, she's had sex before, but I mean, look back. Yeah, that's, I mean, that movie's that's dumb. Thing. No, I, I don't know. It, it doesn't, I don't, see, that's the thing. I don't think it thinks that deeply, which is fine. Right. But then it, then it does things to make you think about it too deeply. You know, because if it's a movie that you don't have to think about too deeply, it's almost a perfect movie. But then it will get, it's almost like it's too clever by half sometimes. Like it gets cheeky and starts well. Like, I think that was Tarantino's point about it. Yeah. 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 What what about this poem? Like, isn't this important? Or what about this? (laughs) What about this pool over here? Don't you think that's. Should I be listening to this? Yeah. And and it's like a, a tongue in cheek. It's like, and what you do, like, there's an artist, uh, technique especially like digital art but it's like i'm just going to put as many uh particles in this image as possible i'm going to put i'm going to put special effects and lens flare and stuff like it because the image is weak and now i'm going to i'm going to change the the dynamicity of the of the piece by altering the lighting and changing certain things around and that's that's a lot of a lot of times writers will do that well they will throw everything they'll, they'll kitchen sink it because the the underlying uh, narrative is 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 as far as they're concerned too simplistic, and they get worried, they get self conscious, complicated through irrelevant detail. Yeah, yep. and like, I don't think it's like the relationship either, but... between between Hooper and and Brody's wife and Jaws. Exactly, exactly, and that's 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 Peter Benchley just going the not not being con, not not being confident that a fucking shark that wouldn't go away right is is yeah. enough of a story. So also uh, like I mean, in, involving the mafia taking trying to take over a little nanu you know Nantucket town yeah. like come on it's not right. uh, uh, it was a whole different show so uh, the theater at the beginning where they have the date uh, the Redford theater oh, got about that I mean yeah keep talking but uh, hey, the, what's the name of the movie that they're going to see and that they're on that's on the marquee charade. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so that's, that's not a clue or anything, Doctor Watson. So the theater is where the Evil Dead premiered in 1981. Huh. That's where that's where Sam Raimi had the the very first premiere of the Evil Dead. Awesome. Um, the original video on demand release of this was canceled after its uh, after the critical acclaim and the positive box office response that it received when it was released in theaters. Uh, this movie carries a 95 rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, and and that's then, surprising to me. I, like, I, think so, it would, I think it would bore the public horror fan. That's like, probably the critical. Well, the that's, that, that's a 95 critical rating. The public yeah. rating is 66. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Uh, and then this one note about the, the soundtracks since you like it uh the the band disaster piece well the guy disaster piece yeah um so the the director found this guy because apparently there was a video game that he really liked and this guy had written the score for the video game and he said how would you like to score a movie and this guy wrote the score for the film in three weeks i mean it's it's fantastic (laughs) that it sounds like a video game it does and it, it sounds it I don't. I don't know. It, it, Me personally, I, I I would say that tracks very well because it. Sounds I dig like it. it. I thought I thought weeks. it fit well with the movie, and I I, I enjoyed it. So I wrote I, I mean, wrote it, the last story for for John and Sandy for that soundtrack. Oh really? I wrote it. Yeah, it's, it follows. That's funny. Oh, that's great, Hassan. Are you're not going to see the sequel then? I assume. Is there a sequel? Yeah, it's called It Leads. Oh lord. 
That's that's why I didn't take the bait. Yeah, he, he's testing uh, that material. I got to help him. You got to learn, up. man. You got to learn. I'm here for you, man. I'm here for you. <laughs> he's only been in the show twice. Hey, yeah. I, will, okay. I will always be your who's there. I got you. So I guess well, that was a good show, guys. I guess yeah. we'll Latham, see you all later. Latham, I, I think you I think you've missed Uh-oh. something. So refilling my Coke? Uh well that's certainly something. But uh you know, there is one more place we have to go. Pandorum? Down the tubes. And again, the internet is not something that you just dump something on. It's not a big truck. It's, it's a series of tubes. Only only James will know will know my pain when, when, this, when these things happen. You know, I, I, the other, you know, uh, I know you guys don't listen to the episodes, but uh, not you, James. I'm be speaking to my my two co-hosts. I listen. Uh, to no, you, did you hear that I left that one whole segment in where you're like, do you guys rehearse this? What is that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to start with the It Follows posters. Okay. They're going to be the superior posters. There's some good ones in here. Yeah. Some really good ones, actually. So we start with uh, the U.S. teaser. Yeah. But it plays with the water. Yeah. Water. <laughs> I know, but... Uh, yeah, I, would, I would I would actually argue that this is probably one of the weakest of the, of the, of the, of the, se- of the sequence of posters we're going to look at anyway. It also uses a well, shitty tagline. I agree with that too. The other right. taglines get consistent. It. Like later on, yes. they're all the same. This one, like they didn't know what to do with it. Right. This I mean, is, what would yeah. be better? What would be a better tagline, James? Uh, literally, this movie's fucking cool is a better tagline than what they have. <laughs> Go see it. That is my cool. as a, listen as a creative director. That is my professional opinion. That <laughs> literally anything. This movie isn't. This movie <laughs> isn't <laughs> shit. Is a better tagline than what they have on that poster. Fuzzy was he yeah, wasn't exactly. fuzzy was he? <laughs> the better fucker die. You could if you wrote butt, or fuck you and wrote die. butt stuff at the top of this poster. <laughs> butt stuff. It would be a better <laughs> tagline than what they. And have. you'd reel more people in for sure with butt stuff. Butt stuff. It follows. Oh my goodness. So next up is the USA poster. This was the big. Uh, this was the one that was kind of everywhere. I love this one. Yeah, it's it's good. I think it's gorgeous. Yeah, and, nice, nice, simple yeah, to the very, point. Very, very, uh, very 80s logo. It's too. totally the critic. Logo. The critic quote is better than the tagline. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so next up is the USB poster. Yeah. What What's going on here? Uh, it's just it's two disparate scenes stuck together with uh, the edge of the pool line. It doesn't make a lot of sense the them sticking these two because it almost makes it seem like whatever's coming out of the pool is supposed to be. But that's her. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's her, right? Yeah, it doesn't make yeah. it doesn't it doesn't it's make a lot terrible. of sense, especially <laughs> after you've seen the film. She really doesn't really take care of her arm that well after it's hurt either. It's in the water, flailing it around. Whatever happened to it? It's not healing well. She had a supernatural yes, issue, especially correct. with that so old ass that, pool. That it's took precedence over. Yep. So next, yeah. next is yeah, the uh, USC poster. This is not bad. Is, uh, it's it's it's, it's on par with the for the the USA. Is the uh, USA one? So they italicized it and they filled the neon. Yes. Yeah, yeah I don't that's, like that. That's not so good. Another... Never italicize. That's 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 a that's a sign of desperation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> italics are a sign of of, 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 land, of, of uh, 
yeah, it sticks of 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 uh, in, uh, insecure. This is uh, the, font. the first time they use the tag, but with, what's what's unfortunate here is they put the taglines at the bottom. Yes. when it should be yeah. above the lockup. So it's supposed to say it doesn't think, it doesn't feel, it doesn't give up. It follows. Right. Correct. Yes. Correct. But whoever designed this fucked yeah. it up. And and they use an italic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just to just to compound There's their... no reason for them to transpose those because leaving the bottom panel of the automobile clean is there's right. no reason for it. There's I mean there's no yeah. there's no upside. So there's, this is a good idea, poorly executed. Yes, exactly. Um, so the next poster, I couldn't find who actually put the art together for this, and I spent a good half hour looking. But this was a piece that was done for after the movie came out and it was done for them by someone, but I don't know what the event was, but I know that it was tied in to uh, an exhibition of the film uh, when it was out. I like it. Oh, it. oh, it's great. I liked it. I, I like this a lot. Yeah, it's good. Could, could be the poster for Silkwood though. Yeah. It basically. <laughs> well, is. that's very, very similar. Yeah. <laughs> It goes back to that time, yeah. like, this looks like a poster for a movie that was made 30, it's, 40 years ago. It totally does. It's great. Yeah. It's actually great. I actually like it a yeah. lot. I like the neutral kind of aqua green in the yeah, background. The, uh, totally. You know, it pops the whole thing forward. Uh, okay. Next is the UK quad. Yeah. They fucked up the tag again. Yeah. The same thing, honestly. They feel the quote is more... I like the the car in the back with a door open though. There's a lot of what the fuck yeah. you know, kind yeah. of aspects of this that, and it all works with the film, you know. Yeah, like but uh, except for the except for the fonts, except for the excuse me, the uh, the verbiage. This is all backwards. It'd be better if that naked so I, guy I see what you're was saying. on the roof in the house. No, and <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. oh, that yeah. would be awesomely <laughs> creepy. No, I think I think a whole bunch of people like I ain't seeing that. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> Phil with naked guys on roofs. Every poster is better with a naked guy on a roof. You can't go wrong with a wiener. Yeah, just think how much much better signs would have been if the aliens were just naked guys on the roof. James, can I get that in writing? Everything is better with a naked guy on a roof. No, write that down for me, though. I need that in writing. Please sign it. Everything's better. So next is the first of four uh, French Mm. executions. I like this. Yeah, I mean, French there, always there are people. four. There are four French posters here, and they were all part of the same um, same uh, program that came out. So, Sublime is a good way to describe this movie. Am I? Yeah. This is the least. This is funny because she's in a pool in a bathing suit, and I think this is the least sexualized. This actress's yep. these posters, even the one before, was the ass backwards shot. Yeah. So, so you go to the number the number two poster. Period. Spoiler. Ah. I'm kidding. Well, you know. Uh, again, oh, it's only a spoiler if you know. It's, so it's not really a spoiler. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I was kidding. Okay. Mostly kidding. Uh, and then the next yeah. one. It's uh, a lot of blood one. for a gunshot wound to the head. Is on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Allegorical. Gesundheit. Reading too much into it, Lathan, Lathan, you should make that your tag, man. And every once in a while, when they're explaining movies, just yell out allegorical. I'm going to now, James. I just it's wrote so that. good. That'd be so good. Wait till they're in the middle of some serious shit. And like I thought it meant it is before they finish. 
Just yell, allegorical. Yeah, we're doing Roadhouse today. Allegorical? <laughs> oh, no, there's no allegory in that movie at all. Let them never explain it. They're going to look at you to keep talking. Don't say a word. Yeah, so we're, we're covering the like, Three Stooges remake today. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean Allegorical by that? to this show. I don't have to reveal my inner thoughts. Yeah. Allegorical. <laughs> <laughs> and last is the, again, the pool again. Oh, did we do three with her staring? I'm sorry. Uh, three looked like let the right one in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good yeah. point. Wow. Another f- film that ended at the pool, at the Olympic-sized pool. I mean, you know, number four, she's just like, you know what? Fuck all this shit. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know I'm chilling in my pool. I ain't, I ain't yeah. getting out of this pool. I've had enough of this poster shit. Whatever. <laughs> uh, and then we get the jerk. The French apparently loved oh, this film a, since yeah. they did four different posters so next, for it. Next we get the German poster, which takes yeah, the UK quad it, yeah. and expands upon it slightly. No, Did like they they really wanted to focus on it. Like they were yeah. really banking on that Stephen King money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got yeah, tagline wrong again. Yeah, yeah. It's well, tagline was all wrong again. I like the best day horror film de jars. Uh next the best is, horror film in years. <laughs> next is uh South Korea. The first, yeah, oh, this, yeah. is this the ring? What is? Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what I just. The blonde thought. ring. Yeah, it's just indistinct. Then there's a second South Korea poster. Her hands were were her hands ever bloody? No. Okay. No, this one's cool. dumb. No. It's just this one's dumb. <laughs> South at least Korea we know what year it was made. Failed on both of your attempts at a poster. <laughs> Never have to. We'll never have to look up what year this movie. That's came. right. <laughs> so next is the first of the artist posters by uh, Cassiano Allison. Sure, I don't like it. That's a naked guy on the roof there. Huh? So we got the poster is the better for it. He's looking a little wienerless. I told you, man. Oh, the blood stains are yes. Hands. That's interesting. It's fucking cold outside, Steve. Just give the guy a break. Is it? I don't like the color scheme here. I don't like this at all. Of course, as per usual, I could never do it, but I don't like it. Chromatic aberration is always a bold so, choice. So the so the so the color is what bothers you about this? I, I just it doesn't feel like it relates to the film. I don't I don't like it. Okay. All right. Uh next is uh Greg Freeland. Ooh. Hmm. Well oh, the signature on the cast is a nice touch. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's great. Yep, and I like that the, the 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 blood in the water is actually the shape of a thing a head with two hands reaching out. Yeah, yeah, I like this one. This isn't bad. It's uh, yeah, yeah. a little subtlety to it. Okay. Uh, then well, this one you're really gonna like. Uh, Jose David Morales. I mean, it's hard oh, to argue with this one. <laughs> what is going on? It's two women, uh, and one of them's got a it's got stubble. So why do you weird. think it's two women? Because look at the lips; those are not men's lips. Have you seen the I, poster I, for? Uh, are you are you overlooking love? the are you overlooking the fact that it's basically a vagina? I honestly didn't think of that until just now, so I appreciate you pointing that out. No, okay, it's it's, it's not. So this is the poster not, for teeth. R- well, <laughs> I'm just saying it doesn't. It, it it it. Never mind. Have you seen the poster for Love by Gaspar Noé? Uh. 
No. You know who I he is? The guy did yeah, I know who he is. I stand alone, irreversible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, go look at the poster for love. It's I think it's similar. Okay. All right, do that. That's your homework for next week. Okay. Uh, next is Luke Sattler. Ooh. Just nice colors. Yeah. He got that tagline he right. He did, and yep. I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, this is a real – this feels like a John Carpenter poster. I like this one a lot. Just the colors are yeah. – right I think it's because it uses the Carpenter film font. Mm. I think they could have gotten rid of the yellow. I think if it was red fading into blue with, with water ripples in the blue, it would have actually been, that could have been cool. uh, more. Yeah. yeah. I still like it. But it's, it's I, fine. I think it's good. Yeah. That's a good one. I can fix it. I'll fix it. <laughs> the, the Godwin poster version. Of <laughs> yes. Followed. Yes. The Godwin cut. Godwin <laughs> the cut. Godwin poster yeah. cut. Lots of controversy on Twitter over that one. <laughs> yeah. This okay. one's, this one's uh, by Matt up? Talbot. Yeah. Okay. So if the if in the sequel she gets attacked by Kong. Yeah, I mean this yes. is what are we doing here? Okay. <laughs> this is Kong follows. I don't yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, I would watch that movie. Nobody no no nobody yes, can see yes, the sixty foot yes, gorilla yes. walking up. You know, that's you. an interesting yeah. point. Why didn't he just turn into Kong and walk faster? Yeah, I mean that's yeah, he can <laughs> yeah. whatever he wants, you know. That's a really interesting like how big can this motherfucker get? He's like T two, he can't make things that are bigger than his mass, you know. His no, overall okay. mass. This showed up at Robocop at one point. Yeah. You know? Like he should have he should have you know, got outlandish with it, you know. And then one time he's Louis the Fifteenth. Clearly, because you know, it had to show up as people that had already been part of the chain. Jesus Christ, people! I, 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 oh, come Mike on. Sapienza come on. is next. Robocop could have got, could have had sex and then got caught up. That's this. <laughs> very perfectly feasible. I mean, this this one doesn't really nah. work that well. It's it's no. reminding you of a great scene in the film, but the poster is not great. I like the font I would, I would, choice for the It Follows. I agree there. Yeah. But I would yeah. straighten out the colors and I would blur out the old lady. I would have her still there, but I would blur her out because it would it would make it a little more creepy. Right. I would disagree that it doesn't think either. It definitely thinks because it was whipping all that shit in the swimming pool. Well, that's part of the rule breaking. They make it a point that it is actually very smart. It's just really slow. Right. Right. So it does is, think. It must be fucking bored yeah. and annoyed as fuck every time it gets close they get in a car and fuck another car occasionally it wins <laughs> like you know, they should the next movie should be in the pre- it would have been great the, if the one next time movie it just like, be- was like ugh yeah, exactly <laughs> as they drive <laughs> away why why can't I become something with wings <laughs> when, it, when it finally wins <laughs> it has like the greatest death fuck of all time so it's like you know it, it, it makes up for all that yeah, time and that also the, another issue with the films, like why wasn't that would have I would have made the the death of the kid of the of the son gruesome. It was such a weird death, you like know. Fantastic. Like it was like it didn't even look like the, well, that's, that doesn't seem like that bad, except for the fact it's your mom. You know, it doesn't you know he Not just he he it, it's he, well it seems like he just gave up the ghost. Like he was like, oh fuck, my mom's fucking no, me. No, but I I'm did. Out. I I did like the fact that like he opens the door and he's like, "What the fuck, mom?" And then they cut back to the hallway shot from the side, and she just launches. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was fantastic. Clean your room. Yeah. <laughs> There's something. There is something creepy about the fact that it knocks relentlessly. Like it needs you to be compliant yeah. with your own. Demi- you know, like it doesn't break the door. Dad tries the door tepidly, 
and then it knocks. Hey, 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 hey! But it doesn't. That's you know, it doesn't. Yeah, that's creepy. Iron Man, its way into the to the. Oh, next okay. up, next that's up is cute. a good one by Mike Saputo. Yeah, oh, I like well, this. Work. Yeah, this one's yeah. good. This one reminds me of uh, Drag Me to Hell. Oh yeah, a little bit. Doesn't really happen in the film though, but no. No, but there's broken glass in the movie. But there's a lot of broken windows yeah. in the film. I mean, yeah, but the reflections on the glass of all the different people. That's yes. cool. Yep. That's cool. It's even got naked guy. Oh my god, it has naked guy in the house. I win. Oh, there yeah. he is. <laughs> He's silhouetted though. He, they cheated is it a coincidence? Is it a coincidence you. that naked guy on the roof is here and this nope. is one of the best ones? We cannot see his cock from here. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Calling it like Babe Ruth, Hassan. I don't know what to tell you, man. I admire the hand. It's very hard to draw hands. Yeah, that's, that's right. So uh, next is uh, Raphael Orico. Now, see, this is great. This is just, this is clever. I like this a lot. Yeah, this is a fun, this would be a fun one to own. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It'd be a nice display. Yeah. Then you get to explain the film after someone. Like that it crosses. What does this mean? Cross. Well, let me tell you. The cross off is cool. I yeah. like this one. Love it. Next. Uh, next is Richie Beckett. I mean, this is the <laughs> annihilation version. Yeah, it's just yeah, like I guess esoteric with skulls and oh that that scene too where she's playing with the weed and you know she's looking at the eh, I don't want to get it. I don't like it. Like she's farting. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I kind of like it, but I can see why it would be for everybody. Yeah. It's a good likeness of her, yeah. of Jay. Yeah, but I don't know about the, and I know and the they captured there. I like that she's smiling in this one, and she's not literally in any of the other ones. Yeah, because it's the moment of afterglow that she's enjoying yep. just before she gets fucking betrayed and fucking chloroformed. Yep. And so I, f- I feel like this next one by Ryan James McGrath is almost like a, a Baywatch poster gone bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, where are you putting this up? You know, not not at the fucking mall. That's for sure. Yeah. What's crazy is this is literally the most violent scene in the whole movie. Oh yeah, yeah. by far, by far. Yeah, and it's all done in, in in aftermath. It's all just like, yeah, this is what's at the beach the next morning. How come she died so much terribly, so terribly, and the and the son didn't? Good point. That's what I'm talking about. Like Maybe it, she fought back. It seemed know. like. If the thing had brutally killed him, yeah. that would have added yeah, to, the, to the terror. But it just jumped on him, and he went, uh, and, and, and he, and just, like, he gave him. up the ghost. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I like that this is the most brutal thing in the movie. Is the first, you know, it's in the first five minutes, and then it, I like that. I Because I, I, you're expecting it to get worse, and then it never does. And that's the opposite of almost every horror movie. Well, that's that's interesting. Like, you guys have a, seem to, seem to, a, a like, I don't know how to describe it. You seem to like not being right about things, you know? Um, it's, it's because I, when you've seen 10,000 horror yeah, films, exactly. it, what it comes down to is when somebody does something different, it's fun. It's different. It's, it's, it's why Scream was so good. Like yep. when you first saw Scream, right. it subverted every expectation yep. and blew my little mind. And, and yep, now I look at it, it's pretty standard shit, right? Like now it's, it's everybody did it. Now it's no longer yeah. It, it became a trope in and of itself. Mm-hmm. This does. This gave me that same feeling that I got when I watched Scream the first yep. time. The only other film I thought was that, that was successful in the in the same manner that Scream was, and you can obviously clearly have your own opinion on this, but it's Cabin in the Woods. 
Very good. Uh, very similar reasons in subverting the expectations. Yeah. I always saw that as a comedy, though, which doesn't yeah. make it bad. It's still right. horror. It's yeah. very much horror. But my wife liked it, and she hates horror. Like, oh, okay. My wife loved, kindly loved Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. So this, right. ne- this next one is by Vincent Roche. Oh, this is cool. Yeah, I like this. I couldn't open this one because it, I don't have that feature. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, it's, it's a, a GIF. GIF. I'm sorry. Why is it a GIF? I don't have no idea. I'm sorry. I, I convert all these to JPEGs, Asylum. I apologize. I uh, see it. On. I could probably see it on my phone. Yeah, but I don't have the I don't have the software for it. That's the, okay. That's why I couldn't see it. Well, this maybe you should update complete. your Apple IIe. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you get the hat. This would be another one I would put on my wall. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a nice I would nice designy piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are those trees in the back actually the blades of grass? Uh, that's a great call. That's a good question. There's mm-hmm. five of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, could be. Is it this one? I, I don't know. I'm black hatted. Yeah, I got the hat on. Yeah. Yes. That yes. one, right? Correct. Okay. Uh, <laughs> back to the hat. Wow. Wow. <laughs> You all, I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> um, let me. Yeah, it was, it was, it's okay. <laughs> all right, one. Okay. It doesn't really say the movie, you know. I mean, it it, it requires the title for you to know yeah, what it's trying it, to yeah. lead to. It, it looks but, pretty, but it really isn't relevant. In, uh it's a fan piece. It's less stuff yeah. than, than a poster. Right. It's more of I do a, like the the I I do like the creepy guy outside though. That works. It's more celebration you know, that, than sales. Yes, yes. Yeah, which go. is which is a what one. a lot of the stuff that we look at is um, celebration and sales and exposition whore. Thank you. So <laughs> it's a, it's a good good evening for me. <laughs> I'm picking up phrases all over the place. Oh boy, that was a real sad way to end. <laughs> oh, we're not uh, done. We're not <laughs> done, James. We're not done. Yeah, we good. we do have a mar- we do have a martini for uh, for David Robert Mitchell. But he's only done four films. Three three features. Three three films. Sorry. I've I have not seen Under the Silver Lake. I've heard it's good on things. My ab- list to watch. I've They're heard good things great. about it. I have not seen it. Uh it's an Andrew Garfield one, right? Uh yes. is, is it an, is it Andrew Garfield in that? Oh. I, I thought it so. was the I thought it was the kid from uh, I am number four. I thought Andrew I Garfield's in it. I think it's Spider Man. Yeah. That is Andrew Garfield. So. Yeah. Oh, and Riley Keough is in it too. And Topher Grace. Huh. Look at that. There's some people in it. Yeah. Wait, Venom and Spider-Man are in it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now I gotta watch it. Uh, you want you want to talk about funny? If you watch, uh, I do want to talk about funny. If you want, if you want, if you want, <laughs> you watch the Help. There's two Gwen Stacys in that movie. Oh. You know what the likelihood of me watching the Help is? <laughs> that now maybe now a little more that there's two Gwen Stacys. Oh, my, in that movie. my daughter. <laughs> was going through Netflix the other day and she's like, dad, can we watch uh, that movie uh, with Mysterio, Iron Man and the Hulk? <laughs> Zodiac. I was like, Zodiac? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, sweetheart, you don't want to watch that. How old is she, James? No, Eight no. years old. Okay, years, that's borderline. Yeah. She's seen like all the horror movies. She saw It Follows With Me. This little girl loves pink dresses and the darkest horror of, <laughs> you can find. 
that there's some pretty He's disturbing scenes in Zodiac, though. That's probably. Yeah, but it's. I mean, Amaya watched it and she loved it, but I mean, it's definitely more true crime than horror. I just the I stabbing have a scene her expectations. Is her expectations are not what that movie's delivering. <laughs> no, absolutely. Oh, Mysterio, Iron Man, and the Hulk. In, um, <laughs> if you watch Spotlight, how many superheroes are in Spotlight? Right? Four or five. The Hulk, Batman, uh, Sabretooth, uh, Iron Man's father. Uh, yeah, Sabretooth. Um, well, Batman. Uh, Doctor, Doctor Strange's girlfriend. There's like, <laughs> like everybody in this film is, a, is affiliated in some way. That just came out? Is that the one on Netflix that just came out? What? I like Spider-Man and Winter Soldier and Batman. Oh, uh, the devil all the time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, I like Sebastian Stan. But uh, yeah, I, I I have not seen the other two films by this guy. Um, so all so I can, it follows is your favorite. So all I can say is it follows is my favorite. Me too. Yeah. Uh, James, thanks very much for coming on again, pal. Always a pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate uh, it. Fantastic. Always, so uh, always, a, always, yeah. a, always a good time when you're on. So thank it's, you for the experience. Ex- expect to I, be back again, probably. Oh, Next week, before the end of the week. I mean, end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. Uh, but then we I need, show, I we need I, you I, next I, week. Like, yeah. absolutely, you got to be on next week. Yeah, yeah. We're, oh, we we're have no podcast. Seriously, we do. <laughs> by the time by the time you come back, I'll probably have watched it. Follows maybe two more times, and maybe have a completely different take on Good. it. Good. Which which I will forget to tell you. That's okay. That's the whole long, package, look, right? As long as we all agree <laughs> that that crawl was the best movie. <laughs> Uh, then we're. I love we're Crow. Friends. I can't. That's it. That's I'm a huge fan of Crow. I have Crow on 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 um commemorative 4K, Blu-ray gold yeah, disc. It's, it's, it's not even a joke Stop with right me, there. man. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, I wanted a Clydesdale horse because I thought they could fly. I mean, I'm I'm serious. Oh, I'm not not just deliver beer. They can. Hassan. They can. Thank God. Yes. <laughs> Now all I need is a couple million dollars, and then I yeah, the dreams join are the club. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks to Fesleyan Studios for our intro music. Get your own really cool music at fesleyanstudios.com. Please check out our website at sentimentalpod.com for all the poster images we discuss on our Down the Tube segments. And don't forget to download and subscribe to Sentimental wherever you enjoy your podcasts. You can always listen to new episodes at sentimentalpod.com. Also, you can follow us on all major social media accounts at Sentimental Pod. For James Niss, Hassan Godwin, Latham Conger III, and myself, we say thank you so much for listening. And as always, in the, friend, in the words of our friend and fellow fear merchant, Truman Burbank. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs>